Hey y'all, it's Jessica DeLindy Dykeman with The Courageous and Kind Project. We're featuring stories of women who are living out their God-given purpose through big and small moments of courage and kindness. At Courageous and Kind, we want to create a community of women who are courageous to overcome their fears and who are kind to one another and to themselves. We want to hear and share your story. Help us share God's love by sharing your courageous and kind story. Hey, today I'm interviewing Marlena Capato from San Diego, California. She is our Courageous and Kind feature story for first edition of the Courageous and Kind magazine. We know that you are going to love Marlena, love hearing her story. If you haven't already, check out our digital magazine on www.courageousandkind.org and turn to the center and you will see Marlena's incredible story about how she shares God's love through her music, through worship, and how she inspires others uh, to live this authentic life uh, for the Lord. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Check out Marlena. My first question to you is, what season of life are you in? That's an awesome question. I love that. Um, It's funny because really the Lord has been bringing me in the last, like I'd say two years through the same concept and he keeps throwing podcasts and and scripture and just anything towards my way about the wilderness and um, have been in a very dry wilderness desert season, winter season. Um, And it's funny because people are like, wow, like you must, you, you must be so coming out of it because you're thriving. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not out of it. I think there's something that's really cool about thriving in the winter. It's thriving in, 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 in the wilderness because there's some, there's an importance to knowing your season, mm-hmm. like, like kind of pinpointing it and leaning into it. It isn't about getting out of it. It's about leaning into it. And I love that I'm very much in like a, it's like a, I was just in Zion uh, mm-hmm. like a weekend ago for a friend's wedding and it's winter in Zion. And so it's a beautiful desert, but it's also snowing and it's also like winter. So it's like, I'd like, I'd like to say that's kind of what it is. It's like a winter desert place. Uh-huh. Um, and I love it because I, I've learned so much about how, even though that might seem like a very bare place, um, just because something is bare doesn't mean it's dead. Um, there's a lot that is growing and it's very, it's so funny. It's, I'm really excited about this season. I'm really mm-hmm. joyful about this season. I get to press into the Lord and, and the intimacy and, and, and knowing who he is and how he, uh, he's really building into my identity and it's very sweet and it's very, um, I will stay in this place as long as I got, as I got it. It's That's great. awesome because most people don't say that about the winter and the wilderness. And so for, um, our listeners and the people watching that just may not quite understand um, you know, being in a season of, of wilderness, what does that kind of look like as a season of flourishment? Yeah. Can you just describe that just briefly to kind of give everybody listening an idea of what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very much uh, like a lot of times it's kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's very bare. It's very just when when the Lord drew the Israelites into the into the wilderness he took them from egypt and um was taken to the promised land right mm-hmm. it, it was a journey that was supposed to take 11 days and it took 40 years and it's so funny because 
I feel like the Lord has been trying to like shape something in me for five years. Yeah. And it really didn't have to take five years, but the only reason it's taken five years is because it's taken me this long to like, 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 you know, I'm really stubborn and God mm-hmm. knows that he loves me for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, Uh-huh. you're not you're far from home you're, you're you're just like it's confusing and you're like what is happening yeah. things that should make sense don't make sense yeah. anymore it's challenging then, yeah it is and i think it's one of those things where we have to realize when we are brought into the wilderness it reveals what we really believe about the lord yeah that's so and true as it's like we can sit here and worship him and we can and we can be so stoked on how he loves us. But until we're brought to a place where we are stripped bare, mm-hmm. we really believe that. Can we really lean into it even in those times? And I know we, we hear that, but speaking from that place yeah. now, it's like, oh, my gosh, I, I for sure get that. And so one of the things God has revealed in me the last few years was this concept of the thing that I believed. I didn't believe the Lord was going to take care of me. Yeah. When it came down to it, when I couldn't lean on my gifts anymore, when I couldn't just step into what was natural, things were just like falling apart in those areas that didn't make sense. I realized, oh my gosh, God, if I can't lean on my, my, my physical talents or the things that I know I'm good at, if those are taken away, do I really believe you're going to take care of me? Because yeah. I've been taking care of myself. What's, what's left? Yeah, what's left? And, you know, you were, you were there in that season. Yeah. Like a few weeks ago, I literally lost my voice and, and couldn't sing for six months. And it's been a journey yeah. to say this. But it's so funny when you can realize when you're brought into that place, it's not a place of punishment. Mm-hmm. It's of extreme honor. It's a place of extreme um, depth and love and intimacy. Because even in Hosea, you know, he, he says that he, he brings us in the wilderness so he can whisper gently to us. Yeah. I love that. I just love that because I think so often we feel like the wilderness is a punishment. And so, yeah, and I think it's so easy to be deceived by that and um, to feel like, well, things aren't necessarily going my way or things aren't going as I had planned or things aren't going the way I want them to be. And so whether that's discouragement or disappointment or um, maybe you're in a situation that someone else put you in, or whatever those circumstances are, yeah. as you said, to lean into God and to really trust that He is who He says He is, and He's just as faithful when it doesn't feel like it as it is when it really feels like it, that He's a, a faithful God. Yep. So, yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. I, re- I really appreciate that. So kind of in your wild- wilderness and, you know, in this challenge, my next question is, what are you working on? Do you have any projects? Kind of what what's going on? Yeah, that's a great question because there's there's definitely a season within the last few years where I couldn't I couldn't work on anything. Um, a lot of creativity was stripped from me, and um, now it's like it's funny because we do this thing every year on staff. We're in January. Our, our pastor uh, encourages us to take a work day and to go away and be with the Lord uh-huh. and to be with Him all day. Um, to go through scripture, to pray, to vision for our year, whether that is ministry or personally or all these things. And it gives us like a guideline sometimes that helps in scripture. And I was, I went to Zion and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, let's do this. And you know, I had a lot of anxiety 
um, being there because I think like when it came down to it as like wedding was wrapping up and I was staying a few extra days I'm like, Oh, those are the days. And once those days were getting closer that I was going to be there to be able to be with the Lord, I, I started having anxiety in my sleep. I, I was in this place where I had to wake up and I had to confess to the Lord what I was fearful of. Yeah. And I was fearful of not hearing him. Yeah. I was afraid he wasn't going to speak to me. I was afraid he wasn't going to give me any vision on what I'm working, what I need to uh-huh. be working on. What do you want to hear most from, right? Yeah. The most important aspect of your heart and your livelihood. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, God, please. And it's like, and he encouraged me that it was going to be okay. And, and you know, and I, I went through, um, I've, I've been really, really sitting in, uh, in Psalm 23, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, there's a reason those are like heavy hitter verses, man. It's like, oh, but I know that one. It's like, don't be like, uh, don't be a scripture hipster. Come on. Those things are, <laughs> scriptures are good. They're rich. And there's a reason that they keep coming back to you. So you should question that. But <laughs> this concept of like, when he leads me by still waters, he restores my soul. Yeah. And when we're led by still waters, I actually heard on a podcast, um, we, we can see our reflection, and when we can see our reflection, we see God's reflection. Uh-huh. And that reminds us who we are. That resets us back to who we are. So um, I spent time in that, and I mean, it was morning, and it was really, really cold. And I was on the porch of my hotel, and, and he says, walk with me. I'm like, I'm from California. I'm like, it's like 20 degrees out. <laughs> this is like nothing. My, my sister's in Chicago, and it's like dead. But it's cold, God. Um it's really warm over here. He's like, just walk with me. I'm trying to like, hear from him. And I'm like, okay. And so I walk with him and it's like, no one's there because it's off season. And, um, I just walk with him and then I just start singing and I just start yeah. like being comforted in the knowledge that this, this year coming up, it's about me being led by him. Mm-hmm. Him saying, let me serve you this year. Yeah. Let me restore you this year. Let me lead you by still waters. Let me love you. Let me minister to you. And if you are following me, I'm going to guide you. So yeah. don't worry about vision. Your vision is me. And yeah. I was like, okay. That's awesome. So I'm just kind of like, I, I'm kind of, I'm not directionless mm-hmm. because I have a captain who is steering. Yeah. But. I'm very much um, being very intentional in the time that I'm. I'm working on my 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 depth with the Lord, and I'm working on my knowledge of the Word, uh-huh. and I'm working on at Daybreak specifically um, systems and structures, and um, I'm building into our different worship programs. Like our, I just had a, a, a comp, like an all day uh, workshop for our youth worship that was really successful. I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff here um, at the same time as you know, the biggest question is, are you recording? And I'm, yes, I'm going to be recording. Oh, that's exciting. Projects, a few projects that I'm, I'm working on. One will be hopefully a re-release of my first album, uh, Reckless Love. It'll m- maybe be alive. It's still like under wraps, so I don't uh-huh. like... Yeah, don't give too much, but just a little bit. We'll take anything. You- It'll be a re-release of some kind. Um, and then I'm going to record like a five song demo of some of just the, the you know gritty stuff I wrote in this season that's not necessarily uh-huh. worship but like, I kind of sat actually in uh, in Tennessee with some friends and got to kind of 
get through some of the anger with the Lord. So those songs mm-hmm. will come out. And then I'm working on another worship album. I'm really cool. excited about the new worship music that we're going to start playing at Daybreak. So. That's awesome. That's so exciting. That's so, a long story. Uh-huh. A short answer that you needed, but... No, I love hearing that. And to be honest. Just to um, kind of loop back before the next question, you had said that you're going to, you want to go deeper with the Lord. So practically, what does that look like? For someone that's like, oh yeah, I want to, you know, take my relationship with the Lord a step further, but but I don't know how to do that. So practically, can you just tell us a little bit about what, what that looks like? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm intentionally trying to surround myself with, um, with some like older women and some people who have been walking a little bit longer than I have, um, some mentorship and just like intentionally. One of the biggest things the Lord has taught me through this season is I pressed a lot into myself to try to fix myself uh-huh. and realized that I needed to press into people. Okay. So you need and community, first of all, like well-seasoned women, well-seasoned. people that are in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, some older, some my age, uh-huh. like, I just, I am intentionally pressing in to community, Bible study, all that different stuff, cool. uh, as well as just, like, some more one-on-one friendships and stuff. Yeah. I am trying to read some books, I have too many books to read, but I definitely yeah. um, am trying to do that, it's really, okay. it's really uh, the Word of God, I'm, I just want to press into, and, um, and just, I want to be a question asker this year. Yeah. I want to just ask, ask, ask questions. Cool. Because when I read the Bible, I want to read the Bible. I don't want to just read the Bible. I mm-hmm. want to intentionally read a Bible and then ask questions. Well, what yeah. does it mean to obey you? And I have these questions that I just, um, causes me to go down a rabbit trail to figure it out. Because uh-huh. I think we, we just read it and we coast through it and we forget. Yeah. I remember a friend, a friend, intentional community, some uh-huh. new friends actually amazing people and he said you know a lot of people try to try to treat truth like the truth like god's truth and, and all that very fragile mm-hmm. they're afraid to take a bat swing at it so i'm taking a bat and i'm swinging at it and yeah. i'm just like it is not i don't believe it's fragile i believe that it's concrete I, if i believe this is what i believe in uh-huh. i should be able to swing at everything and question everything so I'm just asking God questions and I'm journaling and I'm asking other people that I really respect, but not in an insecure way, but in a solid, secure way. Like, yeah. gosh, let's go deeper. Let's understand this. That's awesome. It's not complicated. It's, it's um, practically community. Yeah. Well, Bible study. You said it right there. Bible study, reading God's word. I'd also say, um, you know, if someone's looking for a good Bible or trying to figure out what to read, one of my favorite things right now is um, the NLT study Bible. And so it has some commentary, some, I mean, sound commentary about the verses. You can look up, find out the history about what was going on during that time within the Bible, historical facts and things. And so that's another way when we say going deeper in the scripture is to get a study Bible. Yeah, because it's not, it's like when we say going deeper, I hate that because like Jesus, like when he pre- when he taught, it was the most like easy, simple, just right there thing. It wasn't about going deeper. For me, what it means is, what can I do to make myself be kept by the gospel? Yeah. Not just believe it, but be kept by it. Uh-huh. Um, and that's that's another that's um something um Jackie Hill Perry. I heard uh, she's an amazing, amazing author. You should go read one of her books actually right now that I'm reading. But um, 
it's just so, I think so important for me. I, I think I'm in that place where I'm realizing like, I, I know it's so cheesy. Like I know like the old me would beat the new me up. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm like that Christian now. Like, yeah, like, yeah. God's a punk rocker. Now I'm like, I just am so in love with God and Jesus and who he is and the Holy yeah. spirit. And I just want to know more. Yeah. That's awesome. I, it's this, I, I, this, this quote I heard, not, I don't want to practice discipline. I want to practice delight. Oh, cool. Because, because discipline is an outcome of delight. It's not the beginning of it. Uh-huh. And when you give yourself fully to something, um, you just, you want to do, you want to give your whole yeah. self to it. So I'm practicing delight that leads to discipline. Yeah, I love that. Um, two things just to add on that. So I, I think one of the big things that we sometimes forget as women that um, because we bear the image of God, that gives us worth um, in itself. And then that puts us in a position to be God's ch- child, chosen child. And yeah. so by us not doing anything, but by simply being born and then um, believing by faith that God is who he says he is, that automatically just puts us in a position of delight with the Lord. And so I love um, I love that idea and everything. No, that's so good. Because let me tell you, like as a worship leader, if we can stand up as sons and daughters and know who we are and we worship the God of all creation, the devil cannot stay. Yeah. Devil Get out of here, dude. <laughs> that is awesome. So, I mean, and this goes right into our question. My next question is, um, what comes to mind when you hear the words courageous and kind? You know, I was actually thinking about that. Like, and as I was like, kind of just thinking about the title of, of this, of this project. Mm-hmm. And kind. It's like, like for a lion. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe that's prophetic. I don't know. And then just, and it was so Jesus, like actually, um, courageous and kind is there's such great words and they go together too because I remember I was driving up last year from meeting with a college student um, and I was just like God like what can I do to be a better leader to be more effective for your kingdom and I just remember him telling me really like whispering to me so delicately easily um, uh, be honest and kind That's I just awesome. remember saying those words to me and honesty is courageous yeah it's it takes courage, but it takes courage to be to be honest in a gentle, kind way. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the th- things that I like to say is to speak the truth in love. And so yeah. to be courageous enough to tell the truth and yeah. kind enough and convicted to say it with love. Yeah, and I think the thing about that is we are constantly trying to tell the truth in a loving way. To people we don't know or we're not invested in, uh-huh. and that doesn't take courage. What takes courage is saving it for those who you know Ooh. know that you love them, that you are invested yeah. in. We're not supposed to just speak truth in a loving way, because I love you. You know I love you. I will speak truth, and that's way more courageous because you're my friend. Yeah, I agree with you. I- we, can't, we cannot be calling people out just because we feel like it, unless yeah. the spirit says so of course but like we too many times we're just trying to like but if you, it's got to be people you know it's got to be people yeah. you're invested in. I love that and I think um uh, one of the things that really kind of brings a light bulb off in my head right now is just social media 
and that, you know, with social media, that we can um, just say things really anonymously, and there's no accountability to that. And so really watching our words about our opinions and what we give and what truth or not truth we're saying, because you're right, the truth is we're not seeing the full picture on our Instagram feed. I mean, we're getting a small, a small little piece of that. Um, and, you know, to comment or to share or criticize or whatever that may be correct, I appreciate, like, taking a moment to think, you know, am I speaking the truth? Is it helpful? You know, I mean, is it loving? Is it to somebody that I know and care about? Yes. Yes, exactly. And then I often like to bring in um, the story of Esther to myself, like when I really thinking what I'm really thinking about it, because that story is just so it's so powerful because it's basically will me staying silent cause more harm than me speaking out or it will me speaking out cause more harm than staying silent. Yeah. If you're it's that whole like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. God, like if you are following me, if you are in my word, if you remain in me, then I will guide you. Like, you don't have to understand it. Like, that verse, like, you know. Yeah. Like, not on your understanding, but in all your ways, like, you know. It, it's, again, these, these verses, it's, like, so funny how they're overly used, but at the same time, it took me seven years to understand. But more, probably more. Like, all my walk with the Lord to understand that verse. You don't got to understand it, but you got to follow me, and you know mm-hmm. I'm going to guide you. I'm like, oh, okay, so if this is what I really believe in, you're going to guide me to that truth, that kindness. Well, and just just a two-sentence clip for anybody that isn't familiar with Queen Esther. Um, Bible figure, she um, was a Jewish, um, Jewish orphan who eventually came to become a princess. Um, yeah. And, which, I mean, was amazing in itself. So she's a... You, you out here, girl! Yeah. <laughs> so as a princess, her people, um, the Jews, had a death threat on them put on by her husband, the king. And and so what we were talking about is that Queen Esther, he didn't know she was a Jew. And so for her taking a minute to rise up and to represent her people and to go before the king and speak on behalf of the Jews to say, please, you know, don't carry out this command. Please save my people. And so to at the risk of her own life, being able to go before the king and ask for that. And, you know, um, I would say, spoiler alert, she does. The king grants it. The Jews and all of her people are saved because of her courage. And so that's what Marlena was talking about, is that we would have um, in our position, whether it's in our workplace, in our home, um, you know, in our friends, in our community, to have that courage to um, speak the truth and love really when um, it's appropriate. And as you said, are my words better said than not? And so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. So, yeah, you can find that story in the book of Esther. Again, we gave you the spoiler, but it's a good one. It's worth reading. (laughs) Okay, so my next question for you is, um, what has been one of your courageous moments? One of my courageous moments, it's so funny because I was trying to, I'm trying to think about that. Um, and I think it like, I think it really is like speaking up when no one else would, Uh huh. you know, in certain situations of like, 
<clears throat> I mean, might not seem like it, but I was like the biggest people pleaser, like growing up, and I was very afraid to speak up a lot of times. But you know, there have been moments, even within those, like in my past, yeah. where I was so afraid to displease people, where I've been led to know that again, like we were talking about, just to speak up, just, and I think like, honestly, this is, it might seem weird. It might, you might be like, well, that's stupid. But to me, I think one of the most courageous things I've ever done is spoken up for myself. Oh, wow. That's, that is great, girl. And that's a lesson in itself because yeah. I think, you know, in one time in our lives or another, every woman can say, dang it, I wish I would have said something or I wish I would have stood up for myself or said no when I actually said yes, you know, and I, I love that. I love, um, I love that idea a lot. It's been important for me. Like I, cause I, like I said, I can, <clears throat> I can be a huge people pleaser and, and, and I, I work with all boys too. It's like, it can be hard. Um, but they listen and they really do. And they love me. I think it's that whole, if you don't speak up for yourself, you then start to build a lie of a false image of the people that, that you, you need to speak up to. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that that's probably one of the most courageous things I could do because in your head you're feeling guilty and you're feeling selfish, but it's not. It's humbling. Mm -hmm. And you come with humility. You don't come in anger. You come in humility and say, like I said, I just need you to know, or like especially when I'm hurt, yeah. I've just, it's taken everything in me, but I, I've just, I had to decide a few times to have conversations with certain people that either I could lose my relationship with completely. Cause yeah. you know, you know, that whole, like you make up, you mm -hmm. speak for them, like you, like, in yeah. the <laughs> you have the conversation already. And like, that's a, you already speak for them. And like, I got, I got, I swear it's like a woman thing for sure. We do that. Like you girls like holler, come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and it's like you come and like, anyways, and to be able to just be bold enough to say like, I know this is not what you mean. I know who you are. Yeah. I know your character, but you need to know that this is how it's affected me. Mm -hmm. I, I got to say it maybe not because I'm, I'm, I'm not coming at you, but I'm coming for myself so that I can dispel all these lies that I'm living with. Yeah. Because through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, which is in Revelation, it talks about how. When we speak, just it's like the enemy is defeated through the blood of Jesus Christ. He's the Lamb, and through the word of our testimony. Our testimony isn't how we became a Christian. Our testimony is every single day we speak up through the word of God to know that we are His and we have a place in the inheritance of Christ. Yeah, I love that. I had a boss tell me once, um, Jess, if you don't stand up for yourself, nobody else is going to. Sure, and nobody knows, like, you know, and, and sure you are with someone, you think, oh, they know me, they should know. It's opposite. The closer you are, and you know that because you, you, you're married, <laughs> the closer you are with someone, the more you need to let your needs be known. Yeah. That's a common lie. And so that's why it takes courage to speak up for yourself, but to yeah. speak up for yourself, those you love, too. Yeah, so. I love that. That is so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so next question is, what is one way that we can spread kindness? Maybe it's Puppies. Puppies. Give everybody puppies. <laughs> but I don't oh man, it's like all this stuff is great. Kindness, it's like oh I think like we said, being honest is, is being kind. 
I don't believe in them half truths. You know, you know when you're trying to like save someone's feelings, yeah, and like you like you put it out there, but then you're like skirting around it, and it's like you go crazy. You're like. What you are trying to do to make them feel loved, you do opposite by not sharing the whole truth. Oh, that's a good point. Just being kind and being yeah. honest. Yeah, that's a really good point. As a young worship leader, especially like when I first began, I mean, I'm still young, but like really, like I was, I was 24 when I took over the worship uh, department here at Daybreak, and we're a pretty large church, and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? But you know, there are a lot of older guys in um, the ministry with me. And a lot of times, because of my people pleaser, oh man, us women, we are good at that. They're like, <laughs> like, I want them to feel so loved. I want them to know that, like, so I don't want to bug them. So I wouldn't overly communicate to my team. Yeah. And in many ways, it did opposite. It made them feel like I didn't care about them. And that's I remember sitting point. down with an older um, musician that's kind of like a dad. He's been there since I was like I, I was started it at this church when I was 17 and we had such a great talk. And again, I think this was a very courageous talk that I even yeah. had with him to be able to be like, you know, I expressed opposite of what I was trying to, because I was thought I was trying to love you guys, but I needed to be more, you know, com communicative. And, and he just like sat there and he loved on me and he prayed for me and he, he gave me, and um, because I, I think I might have hurt some people more than I, I knew by not overly communicating. Yeah. So then I told my team, I'm going to promise you I'm going to overly communicate as long as you let me know when it's too <laughs> When's enough enough? <laughs> like, Mara, I don't even know about that. I'm like, okay. Just one more. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, yeah, well, so that. speaking of that, like, what do you think – a courageous and kind woman looks like the fruits of the spirit and so if you're not uh like aware of what that it's in um galatians what chapter is that i think it's like five galatians five twenty two i think yeah I think it's five, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's what's up it's like i mean read the whole bible it's great but it's uh it talks about these fruits of the spirit and and, and, and I'm not going to attempt to name them all off because I, I will wreck it. But it's like kindness, self-control, love. Uh, you know them all? Patience, goodness. Uh, uh, uh. There used to be a song as a kid. Faithfulness. Yeah, but I didn't grow up in church I think, yeah. Dang it. It's okay. But let's just show you, like, even us. Even yeah. us, we're trying. It's like, because I have things memorized, but then it's like I got to shove things out to memorize more. Yeah, yeah. You're just making room for more truth. This can be like, I feel like that hopefully is like, I'm not going to pretend. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I know them, and I have them written on my mirror, and you know what? I'm going to look this them year, up just real quick. I'm going to have them memorized. You can hold me to that. That's one Good. I like that. I love that. I'm just looking at, I'm going to. This year, girl, because I just keep looking at a postcard. Uh... But it's like, yeah, look them up. But these fruits are, are, are it's it's basically saying, God yeah. is saying, like, you know, if you remain in me and I remain uh -huh. in you. But it's so funny because, like, if you put, like, the Gospels together, you really put the books. Oh, my gosh, you, like, start to piece Scripture together. Like, how before Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For, you know, like, as a, as a plant, we have to be able to stay to the source, and that's him. And then he also has to cut off branches that are not producing fruit. And then later on, Paul talks about those fruits. And those fruits are, are, are these characteristics that we, we, we just start to show 
yeah. um, automatically, not even having to try. Because a lot of times I remember I'd have to be like, be patient right now, be patient right now, be patient right now. I'd have to force it. <laughs> but when you are when you are practicing delight, mm-hmm. delight Lord, it automatically happens and comes because it's you don't natural. feel like you got to hustle for yourself and your needs because your needs are met by the Lord. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like a courageous and kind woman will know my needs are met. Uh-huh. My father. I know his intentions, therefore I will not question his motives. And therefore I can be kind, I can be patient, I can be loving, because I love because he has first loved me, which is also verse in John. <laughs> it's like, it's beautiful. So you got him? Yeah, I love it. Okay, so here's what I got right now. Um, It says, this is Galatians 5.22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Yes. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. No. No. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty incredible woman right there. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's men and women, but Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's like, uh, it's funny because through this season, it's this whole, like, God, when is it going to be done? Yeah. You know, when I was in place. And then there's this other podcast. And and in the articles that I'm writing, I'm going to be sharing podcasts, different things I'm listening Uh to. You'll see them there because a lot of things I say I'm, I'm learning from. And in this podcast, uh, she talked about how, you know, in that winter season, it's like, God, when is it going to be done? When is it going to be done? Yeah. And the Lord says, well, is there fruit? I'm like, yeah, I'm so much more kind. I'm so much more patient. I am so much more loving. I never thought, I thought I was before, but I never thought I could be this much yeah. more of things. That's awesome. It's literally, like, I can tell back in that season, I would muster them up and try to, it's like that discipline thing, right? Yeah. And it's good to have discipline. We need to have it, but it comes from delight. I cannot believe the fruit that's coming from me. And I believe it makes me more courageous. It makes me more kind. That's awesome, awesome girl. That is awesome. So two more questions to finish up our interview. Um, I got to go for them college students. Yep, I know you do, girl. I won't keep you too much longer. So um, here's, my, here's my big question. Um, if there's one thing whether it is advice, wishes, skills, talents that you could give to women, what would it be? This is like your Miss America moment. Like if you could just give anything to these women, what would it be? That stage. Uh, I could give any case. Say it again. If I could. If you could give one thing, advice, wishes, skills, talents to any to all women, what would it be? laugh more oh. <laughs> I think it's, it's like stupid but it's really good um on it but, but in all honesty it would be um people if you tell me you, you ain't a people person then like you got okay then maybe something's wrong with you but you're like if you are saying you want the perfect friends and the perfect people and you're waiting for them and you won't use the word perfect but i'm, I'm gonna let you know the right ones are the perfect ones. That's really what you're saying. Yeah. If that's what you're saying, they're not going to be good for you because you're not going to be good for them. Because you're the one who's going to corrupt them because you ain't perfect. Stop looking for perfect. Get into community. Get people. Like, friend, godly friendship's not supposed to be like, we're all perfect together. We perfect each other. <laughs> BS, no. It's about, I'm, yeah. I'm on this rugged road going towards the cross, going towards Jesus. And I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, 
there's other people on this road? Yeah. Well, how about we walk together and not alone? But the focus isn't on this. It's still on this. That's yeah. a godly relationship. That's godly friendship. I would say, God, friendships, 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 friendships. Not best friends, not like little things that make you feel good, but deep-rooted, godly women that are going to sit with you. Yeah, Ugh. I love that. Authentic but friendship. That's Too many times. Don't isolate yourself. No one understands me. I'm the most angsty, like, artistic a feeler you know. You've, you've seen all my angst through the years. <laughs> and I, I'm doing better with people, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, I'm better with people. I was like, I just want friends. And how many times would you be like, well, Elena, there's so many women that are dying to be friends with you. Yeah, because we think you're cool. And, I mean, and you're right. You just have to understand that authentic Christian friendship is worth it every time. Oh, can I put that on? Like, a, a quote? Say that again. So, authentic. Authentic Christian friendship is worth it every time. So it's worth the energy. It's worth the vulnerability. It's worth um, your time. It is like when you have friends that point you back to God, that encourage you, that leave you um, just filled up, you know, and that can also be honest with you and, again, continue to direct you back to the Lord and that truth there's nothing sweeter in that friendship. And you don't feel crazy. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I feel crazy. I like literally just wrote a song, a worship song that's like, and you're breaking through all of the madness to keep me to you. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because we can get mad. Yeah. And the the other thing, two other things just to add to that that I found is, one, um, everybody thinks that you're way cooler than you feel about yourself. You're like, well, what do I have to add? Well, turns out all of these really amazing skills and talents and different things that you bring to the table in a friendship. And so I feel like so often we cut ourselves short on that. Yeah. Um, we do. We do. And, and it's one of those things where I, I actually are, are one of our pastors, like our pastor, our pastor wife, but she's one of our pastors, um, Corey, she said something great and she's like coming back from cancer and she's doing amazing and inspiring but she vulnerably said something on stage the other day was like you know you see us here on stage and you think we've got it all together and and i know people like well they don't have it all together but it's still this thing of like it's so funny because like it's i was not the popular cool kid i was very nerdy and just didn't have have a lot of cool friends um (laughs) but it's like and people are like, oh, but you're so cool. And you get to be on stage. And you write music. And you have all these things that are clear and specific that as a calling and that you're good at and you can just pursue it. And let me tell you, it's not true. It didn't it's feel that true. way. Two years, I have sat here with an album out with this amazing job. And I've not been thankful for it. And that's, mm-hmm. of course, something on me. That's, of course, my attitude. That's something the Lord had to deal with with me. But I sit here and I will tell you, I'm one of the most, I, I can be. I'm not saying I am because I am not. My identity has been shifted. I can be one of the most insecure people ever because I can sit here with, yes, all these giftings that I have, and I can still be like, but God, I'm not good enough. But God, I I don't even like myself. How do you even like me, God? And I can sit here and literally get to a place where I I don't know what my life in existence means. It doesn't matter I have these skills. It's still in here because God still had to have his way in me because – it don't matter what you're good at. You'll find it. Yeah. That makes 
Sorry, that was like a was holy shit. <laughs> That's a good rant. I love it. We'll take those. We still are very insecure, but we got it. Like, I'm just pressing. I'm just pressing close. Yeah. I'm literally dependent, like IV of the Holy Spirit and the Lord in the Bible, because I don't think I'm ever going to be able to be on my own again. Nope. Well, and I think the other thing, too, about, you know, authentic friendship, authentic Christian friendship, is you allow those friends to become battle buddies that go through the happy times and the challenging times and, you know, can just come back to that truth of the Word of God. And so that is so important. Um, and yeah, the one points you to the truth and that'll listen yeah that's so true yeah yeah that's so true so okay last question and then we'll sure. wrap up um what's your favorite bible verse um man i hate that question though because it's like i like them all well give me one give me one you're enjoying right now romans eight i have, a whole, I have like basically the whole chapter highlighted yeah, it's all. There's a ton of really good stuff in Romans eight. If you haven't had a chance to read that before, um, you know, open up your Bible, check out Romans eight. There is some good stuff about, um, you know, God being for us, who can be against us, and just being conquerors and His Almighty love. So definitely, yeah. if you're new to the Word, um, trying to check out this courageous thing, check out yeah. Romans eight. So this is where Marlene is going to read from. Yeah, I'm going to read Romans 8, starting in verse 15, and I think it goes all the way to 17. It says, this is NLT version, because it's a good one to read, um, if you're kind of like trying to figure out the language of it. Um, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children, and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. And I love that because I think one of the biggest things that the Lord has been having me go through is my identity as daughter. And, and there's this huge thing of scripture and teachings that I've been in. And this one is huge to me because part of the Holy Spirit's job is to convince us who we are. Yeah. Part of his job, the Holy Spirit, which Jesus had to die for, for the Holy Spirit to be here so that we would forever never be lonely again, is to convince us who we are, that we are his kids. And I have been living as an orphan, even within the faith. I still mm -hmm. felt like I didn't grow up in church. <clears throat> I grew up Catholic, which is was wonderful in itself in certain ways, but, but but coming into church and working in church, I still was operating in a place where I felt like an outsider looking in, and I was an orphan. And there's this cool little um, worksheet that I, I give to my students on how you act and operate as an orphan and how you act and operate as a child of God, and how it's like <clears throat> you feel entitled when you're an orphan. You try to push for yourself. You feel like your needs aren't met, and then when you are a child of God, you know that what is His is yours. His glory is yours. And what that means is there will be suffering along with it, but it's strangely more joyful because you don't have to try to push for yourselves. And so that description that's constantly keeping me aware of who I am because our identity is the biggest battle we will face ever as children yeah. of God. 
That's so true. That is so true. Girl, thank you so much for your time and hanging out with us. I know you got to go uh, lead worship. Before, real quick, I just want to wrap up and say a prayer for you and just thank God for this time. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for the Courageous and Kind Project and um, the vehicle that you're using to share your love through these women and their testimonies and their stories, Lord. And I thank you for what you're doing in Marlena. I thank you for her honesty um, as she shares what it means to be a daughter of the King. Lord, and I pray that you will continue to guide her, that you would um, flourish her, that you would um, just produce an amazing and abundant um, fruit of the Spirit in her heart, Lord, during this season of life. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do through her ministry, what you're going to do at Daybreak Church uh, with the people that are in community with her, Lord. We thank you uh, for everything that you have given us, and thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed hanging out with Marlena today. It is awesome to get to have the opportunity to sit down with her, hear her story, hear her talk about the desire to be a daughter of the Most High King and her identity in Christ and encourage us as women to find that too. And take a couple minutes, check out Marlena on social media, Marlena Capato. You can find her album titled Reckless Love on iTunes and um, all streaming devices. Marlena has also written an article for Courageous and Kind check that out. She talks a little bit about what she's listening to, how she worships as a daughter of the King, how we worship as a daughter of the one true God. And she's put together a Courageous and Kind Spotify playlist. So hop on Marlena Capato at Spotify, find the Courageous and Kind list, download the music, and as a community of women, let's worship the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again for listening to the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or know someone who does, please visit courageousandkind.org. Be sure to check out the Courageous and Kind stories tab. Take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Instagram and Facebook at the Courageous and Kind Project. Mm -hmm.